Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. And if you can turn with me to Revelation chapter 13, verse 1, Revelation 13, 1. The title of our message here this afternoon is End Time Deceiver. End Time Deceiver. I think we could all agree that there's a lot of deception going on these days. Well, let me let you know something. It's going to get worse. Interesting, a while back, my wife and I were at Target, and I was pulling out of my parking spot, and a lady was in the car next to me, and I almost hit her. I was real close. She honked her horn, and I stopped real fast, and And I guess what happened when I was looking at the parking spot next to me, it was empty, but when I turned to look the other way, she pulled in, and so I made a sharp turn, and I almost ran into her, and I was very grateful for the warning, stop. And I think about how God does that with us as believers. You have that warning, stop, that warning to tell you not to go in that direction, and there's the warning, the the red lights that God will allow in our lives to stop, the closed doors. I love closed doors, by by the way, because I know that God doesn't want me to go that way. And can I please encourage you, when God shuts a door, please don't get out a crowbar. (laughs) I've done it before. It's terrible. You see, God closes doors for us as believers because God knows the future. We don't know the future. And and we might think, well, that door's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and all that's got to be God's will, and I need to get through that door, and oh, it's it's locked, it's shut, it's closed. Where's the crowbar? Let me get in this door. It's what God wants for me. And we have to be careful regarding warnings that go up, warnings that go out. There's one that's coming. He's the deceiver. He's going to deceive the whole world. and He's going to be very deceptive in his way. And that's the one we're going to read about. We're going to find out who this deceiver is. We're going to talk about him. So with that being said, can you please stand with me? And I'm going to go ahead and read Revelation 13, verses 1 to 10. John the Apostle writes, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth was like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wounds were healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwelled in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And the authority, excuse me, and authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Verse 8, all who dwell on the earth will worship him. Those whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Last verse we're going to look at. 
He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So Lord, I know there's a a lot here. I know this is gonna take place during the tribulation period. But Lord, may there be application for us. May there not just be the the doctrinal, the teaching of the word, but Lord, may there also be the, the application for us through the text. Your word's living, we know that. May it come alive to us spiritually. Speak to us in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you can be seated, thank you. I believe the text that we just read will take place during the middle part of the tribulation period, the three and a half weeks of the tribulation period, right in the center Uh, This man that we'll look at, he'll come on the scene, he'll be very charismatic, he'll he'll be a politician, a leader. So that's the time period of this. I want to remind us as a church, we won't be here during that time. Where will we be, church? Do you know? Say that louder, I didn't hear you. Heaven. Yes, we will be in heaven during that time. We won't be here. And I'll I'll even make it very clear to you that we won't be here in the text. I believe the text shows us very clearly that we will not be here during that time. I want to remind you before we look at the first verse and look a little closer at this, I want to remind you that the only book, you guys know this, I repeat this for a reason, the only book in the Bible that guarantees us a blessing is the book of Revelation. It says that we're blessed when we read it, we're blessed when we hear it, so we just read it, we just heard it, so we could stop the message right now and we're blessed, right? But there's one other thing, when you apply it, when you keep this book, when you apply it in your life, so hopefully we'll have some application here, I believe we will, so with that being said, I want to look back at verse 1, and it says, then I stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns, ten, excuse me, ten crowns, and on his heads, a blasphemous, blasphemous name. The beast. Some say this is a government, that the beast is a, a, a government that uh, is going to be in the last days. I don't, I don't fully agree with that. He might be part of a government, but he is a person. Don't miss that. And you'd say, well, pastor, how do you know? Thank you for asking. Appreciate that. Well, because it tells us right here, uh, Revelation 20, verse 10, it says, the devil who deceived them was cast into the, can we say that together, please? The lake of fire and brimstone where, who is that? The beast beast and the false prophet are. So they're going to be cast into the lake of fire. It's a person. It's not a government. He's a person and he will be cast into the lake of fire. If you're a note taker, the word beast literally means a fierce beast or a venomous wild beast. We know him as the Antichrist. He is Antichrist because he's opposite of Christ. He is instead of Christ. He is in place of Christ, but he is an imposter. He's a deceiver. Um, You know, I think of how... God is the great creator. I believe the Antichrist is the great duplicator. He can't create anything, so he duplicates whatever God does. He he tries to imitate. He's an imposter, but he's very cunning. I believe he'll be very charismatic. He'll be a, a, a world politician. He will be the world dictator over the world. And I believe it 
could be very soon that that's gonna happen, this Antichrist. But we know him as Antichrist, but throughout scripture there's different names for him. Do you guys know that? There's different names. What is he called in Daniel 7? The little horn? Also in Daniel 9, he's known as the coming prince. He's also known as the willful king in Daniel 11. He's known as the king of fierce countenance, Daniel 8, 23. He's also known as the one who comes in his own name. Jesus says that he's the one that comes in his own name and they're gonna receive him. And again, Antichrist, 1 John 2, as we, most of us know him as. He's also known in 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 as the son of what? And the man of sin and the lawless one. And lastly, he's also known as the rider on the white horse. Remember when we were in Revelation 6? People are very deceived because he comes on a white horse. He's an imposter because Jesus Christ comes on what? What color horse? A white horse. So they, he's an imposter. I believe that throughout the generations, throughout history, Satan always has to have an antichrist. He always has to be ready. He doesn't know God's timeline. He doesn't know when God is going to set up his kingdom. So I believe he always has to have an imposter. He always has to have someone that he can put in place. You, you think of Hitler. You think of uh, the, Alexander the Great. You think of all these. I'll tell you, if I was living during the time of Nazi Germany, I would say Hitler's Antichrist. And he had the spirit of Antichrist. But he wasn't the Antichrist. There's a lot of evil that's going on in this, this world, a lot of deception that's going on. Satan worshipers, they love the woke churches. They love those guys. They're all over that. They're like, yes, let's change. That Bible's outdated. You don't need to look at that. And oh, sanctity of life, who cares about that? We have more important things to talk about. It's sad. Look back with me, please, with verse one. He comes out of the sea. The simple understanding of coming out of the sea, I believe... We always use scripture to interpret scripture. I believe it's uh, talking about the bottomless pit. Why? Because it says here, Revelation 17, 8, the beast that was, that, excuse me, the beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the, can we say that together? The bottomless pit will go to perdition. So the same one, this is the same beast. This is the Antichrist, not the second beast. He's the false prophet. We'll look at him at the latter part of the, the chapter. But So I, I believe the, in a general sense, it's just saying he came out of the sea. He's come out of the bottomless pit, the pit of hell, this wicked deceiver. But, but also some see it as the sea of people um, like coming out like from the Gentile world because he will rise up out of, the, out of Europe. Um, so some see it that way. Some suggest uh, the Sea of Nations, they'll say, or the Mediterranean Sea, because John was most likely standing on the Mediterranean Sea, and they say, well, he'll come out from that area, Europe, from uh, the revised Roman Empire, which he will. Some see it as because it's the Mediterranean Sea, maybe he's Jewish, and I think it could be both. I think it could be he'll come out of the uh, revised Roman Empire, out of Europe, but he, I believe he'll possibly be Jewish because the, the Jewish people will embrace him as he signs. He's involved with the signing of a seven-year tre uh, peace treaty with the Arab nations around. So, and they embrace him. If they look at him as a Messiah, he has to be Jewish in, in that sense. But I'm not dogmatic about that. But interesting, out of the sea is where he comes. Again, I don't believe it's going to be too late down the road where this guy's going to show up. Again, we don't have to worry about 
him coming on the scene. You know, some people will say, well, pastor, you know, who do you think is the Antichrist? And I tell them the same thing, everybody the same, I don't know. I'm not looking for Antichrist, I'm looking for Jesus Christ. You see, we won't know, we'll never meet the guy. If our eschatology is right, that we're raptured before the time of the tribulation period, we'll never meet him. We will not know who he is. So, and he's gonna come on as a leopard very quickly. So I believe we're not gonna know the restrainer, the Holy Spirit in the church, working in the church, we're restraining evil, we're restraining this, the, the Antichrist from taking over, doing anything. So he can't really reveal himself, and then he doesn't really come on the scene as we're gonna look at until the middle of the tribulation period. So we don't know who this guy is, but I believe even the world, listen, even the world knows something big is happening now and something big is on the horizon. My wife and I were listening to Christian radio and the signal was messed up and it wasn't you know, too good, so we turned, tried to get it in, in better, find out if it was you know, our radio or whatever, so we, we moved the station and we were on this secular station. Listen to this, it was a talk program and the lady was talking about how she believes that something real big, something apocalyptic is coming soon. This is the secular radio station. And then she says, all my friends believe the same thing. Something apocalyptic is like right around the corner. I believe she's right. I believe at any time, we who are alive and remain, we can be caught up together with the Lord in the air. My question to you, are you rapture ready? I would be more excited than that if I was you. I, was, I am rapture ready. <laughs> People are like, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> sure, I'm ready, Pastor. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm excited to be with the Lord. Not that I don't love my life. Please don't misunderstand me. Seriously, I love my life. I love, I love what I'm able to do and to be you know, in whatever God would have me to do. I love this life. I love my wife. I love what God's doing in our midst. I love that. But believe me, I love the Lord more. And I, every time I say this, typically I get people that argue with me. Well, you know, if the rapture happened right now, I've got family members, I've got friends, and you know, how can you say you want them to come right away? It's like, I love the Lord more. I care about my family members that don't know the Lord. I care about my friends that don't know the Lord. But I've shared with all of them, and it might take the tribulation period before they come to Christ. Amen. I mean, I hope not. I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm just saying we should be excited about the Lord's return. Back in our text, back in verse 1, I'm going to hang out with one just a little bit longer, then we'll, we'll be going through the rest uh, pretty quickly. But notice ten horns. I, I want to help to understand ten horns are ten kings. Why can you say that, Pastor? Thank you for asking. Because Revelation 17, 12, it says, the ten horns which you saw are ten what? Ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet. So th this beast, he's going to be the head of uh, a ten-nation confederation or ten leaders at least, and they're going to look to him. They're going to be of the same mind, but yet it's going to be a short time, as it even says, but they receive authority for one hour as king with the beast. It's going to be short. They're gonna, this is going to happen so quickly. I see no problem if the rapture happens even today. We're taken up in the air. This will happen very quickly for one hour. It's going to be short. And it says, these are, the, these are of one mind, and they will give their, can we say that together, their power and to who? 
In other words, they're like, you are the man. They're like, you rule. You lead us. They're going to give all their authority over to this beast. And then check this out. Now, this is the 10 coalition. The, these leaders, don't miss this part, right? The, and then, so here, they're together. The beast is the one that's in control, the Antichrist, the, the world dictator, the charismatic, I believe. Uh, this man will talk like nobody else has spoken before because he's empowered by Satan. And then, this is what he does. Look at this. With these 10, it says, these will make what? War. With who? The lamb. The lamb. Do you notice it's a capital L? Yes. Who is that? Jesus. Jesus. They're going to make war with you. So, so here are these guys, they're going to like conquering and just conquering the world. And they're just with their tanks and with the, you know, what it may be the, 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 you know, atom bomb nuclear, man. I don't know. This <laughs> is all this stuff's going on. And then they're going to start pointing when Jesus comes back with us. They're going to start fighting with Jesus. And it says, and the lamb will what? Of course he will. But that tells us that they're going to rule up to the end. For he is, can we say this together please? Lord of and King. And those who are with him, who's with him? You, yes. Wow, who teaches you guys? You guys are, know these things. That's wonderful. Yes. Those who are with him are called, that's us. Can we say it? Chosen and chosen and faithful. That's what God calls us. Awesome. With this, this COVID-19 and the pandemic, it's, it's called a worldwide pandemic. It, it's bringing the world together in a sense, isn't it? We're all in this together, right? It's worldwide. It's not a specific country or region. It's, it's a worldwide pandemic. And now we're going to have, they're calling for a worldwide vaccine for everybody. Make sure everybody, right, worldwide. It's all, we're all going to be connected together. It's, it's this whole world, one world order thing. We're just going to all be connected. And it's world, so it's just, just, this alone is just kind of bringing us all together. I shared with the first service, and it's kind of interesting I'd say almost 100% of the time, at least 99% of the time, when I talk to people outside of the church, if I have a short conversation with them, they always go right to the vaccine. Is that happening with you, anybody? I mean, I meet some other, you know, one of the security guards here. Hey, how's it going? How you been? John, I haven't seen you in a while. He goes, yeah, well, I'm going to be go getting this vaccine uh, next week. I said, oh, yeah, cool, John. Yeah, my grandma, yeah, she had it already because she's, you know, she's at that age. And, uh, ah, that's good. I mean, it's everybody, I mean, this is like, it's like the top yes. topic of everybody. Yes. It's just interesting. But it's, this is bringing the whole world together. It's just like a one world thing going on with that. Just a simple little thing that's happening that I'm observing. But even, you know, just on the 15th, was it here? I think it was, yeah. On the 15th, uh, did you see this? Pope Francis calls for, can we say it together? New world order after the pandemic. So uh, Pope Francis insists in his new book, things will never be the same in a post-pandemic world, calling instead for the establishment of a new world order. Of course, we're all in it together. We're one world community. 
We're seeing the makings. Did you know Time Magazine? Time Magazine called The Great Reset. You've heard me speak of this before. Uh, This is what they wrote. The COVID-19 pandemic has provided a unique opportunity to think about the kind of future we want. Listen, Time has partnered with the World Economic, World Economic, World Economic Forum to ask leaders, excuse me, leading thinkers to share ideas from how to transform the way we live and work. And then even the economy and all. We're looking at a one world currency. That's next on the horizon. If you read, uh, we'll be talking about this vertical view a little bit more in depth, so I won't spend much time on that. But uh, Zero Hedge, they're talking about one world currency. Why? We just bring this world together. That's what the Antichrist will be a part of. We're already seeing the makings of it. But let's look back on our text. Verse 2. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear. His mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, throne, and great authority. Who's the dragon? That was weak. Satan. Well, we looked at it last week. I'm sorry, but we looked at that last week. The dragon is Satan. So Satan will give him what? Power. Will give him a throne to rule and great authority. So he will be totally driven and empowered by Satan himself, this man of sin, this man of perdition. I believe the leopard, I kind of touched on it already. I believe it speaks of his swiftness as a leopard's quick and fast and it'll pounce, he'll pounce quickly on any nation that comes in his way to rule. Feet like a bear, this is my interpretation. Uh, I believe it's uh, bear's feet are strong and I believe they'll, they'll rule with power and strength to crush his opponent with a heavy hand, mouth like a lion, devouring his enemies. Uh, as we know, he will come against the tribulation saints. We'll look at that and he'll win. He'll conquer over the tribulation saints. But this guy's wicked and he's empowered by none other than Satan And I saw one of his heads back in our text as if it had been mortally wounded. And his deadly, don't miss this, his deadly wound was, what was it? It was healed. And all the world, can we say that together, please? Marveled and what? Followed the beast. Wow. So they worshiped the dragon, Satan, who gave authority to the beast, the Antichrist. And they worshiped the beast, the Antichrist, saying, who is like the beast who is able to make war with this one that it appears like he rose from the dead. He had a, a mortal wound in his head, but he still lived. Or possibly it'll look like he rose from the dead and everyone's going to fall for it. Great deception. I believe the world again, I, I believe we're being primed for deception. The deceiver is going to come on the scene if you don't know the Bible, if you don't know the Lord, if you don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you're going to fall for this guy. Why? How can I say that? All the world marveled and followed this beast. Everybody. If your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you'll fall for his deception. Again, I'll ask you, is there deception going on today, do you think? think so? Believe me, the world's trying to 
quiet the church. And I believe the world's doing a great job. Don't let the church, don't let the world quiet you. There's deception going on. Jesus said to the religious leaders of his day, John 5, 39, he says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. Listen to this. He's telling the religious leaders, and he says, and these are, these are they which speak of, can we say that together, please? Me. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.